Parshat Ekev. I'm remembering the big picture. Parshat Ekev, which roughly means if you obey, spells out the blessings the Israelites will receive if they follow God's teachings. These rewards include having children, produce, animals, land, and health. These gifts, however, come in tandem with a danger. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moshe has the foresight to warn us that once we become financially stable, we run the risk of becoming self-satisfied and abandoning God. We are told, take care lest you forget the Lord your God and fail to keep the divine commandments, rules, and laws which I enjoin upon you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses to live in, and your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold have increased, and everything you own has prospered, beware lest your heart grow haughty and you forget the Lord your God, who freed you from the land of Egypt, the house of bondage. When we become sated with food and settled in homes and enriched with wealth, we will potentially forget not only where we've come from, but where we're going. This is a deep truth in human psychology still today. Once we're accustomed to a certain amount of status, we believed we're entitled to it. The traditional interpreters primarily take this passage to mean that we should work extra hard to stay humble. Maimonides, the Rambam in his Mishnah Torah, section on human dispositions, holds up Moshe Rabbeinu as the best example of a meek individual who does not forget God in the midst of honor and success. As it says in the book of Numbers, now Moses himself was very humble, more so than any other human being on earth. And the medieval commentator, Abraham Ibn Ezra, taught that when we become full of ourselves, we will forget the feeling of slavery in ancient Egypt and homelessness in the wilderness. This is a main distinction between the desert generation, which is soon to die off, and those born in the promised land. The journeyers live in a time of upheaval and transition. Their children, though, will not remember the travels of the desert, or the receiving of the Torah at Sinai, or the miracles of the sea, or the slavery in Mitzrayim. Consequently, they must go out of their way to remember God, who brought them there. So too, we in our generation are called to remember where we've come from and keep in mind where we are going so as to not lose our values in the distractions of everyday life. The Jewish tradition asks us to constantly take stock of our priorities, remembering that there are bigger things than the current situation. It is taught in Pirkei Avot, know from where you come and where you are going and before whom you are destined to give an account and reckoning. From where do you come? From a putrid drop. Where are you going? To a place of dust, of worm, and of maggot. Before whom are you destined to give an account and reckoning? Before the king of the kings of kings, the holy one be blessed. This outlook can put us into a profoundly contradictory mindset. On one hand, much of one's life work is futile, as it inevitably comes to an end. 
On the other hand, we are reminded that we are all created B'Tselem Elohim in the image of God, and we are obligated to work towards redemption. This is one of the reasons why we need prayer and learning to never forget where we've come from and where we're going, to never accept status quo as good enough. Friends, in times of vulnerability and insecurity, we can feel like we have nothing to lose, and thus we can more easily be humble servants and bold seekers. But in times of comfort, stability, we can forget our purpose. This is the greatest threat to the American Jews today. We are not lured away by appealing statues of gods, but rather by bigger and bigger real estate deals, so to speak. To be clear, the problem is not comfort and stability, which are things we ought to pursue. The problem is that if we're not careful, the otherwise wonderful blessings of prosperity and safety can mislead us into moral complacency. We can become ultra-conservative and non-evolving out of fear of losing what we have. This is also true in Israel today. The early pioneers had bold moral visions for equality. Yet as the country became more stable, began to grow, it started down a path of assimilating into a Western model of unbalanced capitalism. So too, many of the Jewish immigrants who came to America had a more direct connection to the Jewish tradition. But once we became established on the social ladder and in the world of American consumerism, we in many ways lost that rootedness. We should be asking ourselves, have we let money, success and security take the place of connection to the divine and to the community? Or as a result of many of us getting the resources we needed in America, have we stopped feeling the need to be concerned about higher things? What is the necessary amount of communal life and spirituality that must be infused into our lives? By engaging in the study of Torah and putting ourselves week after week in the position of our ancestors who hadn't yet made it to the promised land of Eretz Yisrael, we can reconnect to that visceral groundedness in the physical and emotional realities of the trials of the past, of slavery, of accepting the mitzvot at Har Sinai, and of being a homeless and hungry people in the desert. By creating a practice of mentally removing ourselves from our current comforts, we can remember to be the people that tradition calls us to be. Shabbat Shalom.